Austin Matthews is the highest paid player in the NHL and he is still underpaid. We're going to talk about that and we're going to talk about the best young players in the NHL on today's Locked On NHL. Your Locked On NHL, your daily podcast on the National Hockey League. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to Locked On NHL. I am your host, Jay Foster uh, of Locked On Blue Jackets. With me is my co-host, Hunter Hodes of Locked On Penguins. Uh, before we get started, we want to thank you for making this your first listen of the day. Every day, Locked On Blue Jackets, nope, Locked On NHL is free and available on all podcast platforms. We're over on YouTube and SiriusXM. One day I will do that spiel without saying the wrong show name uh we also want to let you know that today's episode is brought to you by bird dogs go to birddogs.com slash lockdown nhl or enter promo code lockdown nhl for a free white tech hat with any order you won't want to take your bird dogs off we promise so big news out of the toronto maple leafs austin matthews has signed a new contract uh which in in fun news he broke himself on twitter uh he beat all of the insiders which i think is very funny I was hoping for a little bit more chaos, you know, going into the season. I wanted more pieces of like, what if Austin Matthews leaves? What if he goes back to Arizona? What if he does this? What if he does that? But he signed four years, 13 and a quarter of a million dollars. And that's still not enough for a player as good and as dominant as Austin Matthews is. I 100% agree. You know, four years, three, 13 point. I, I keep saying almost 3.25 million. And I'm like, that would be even more ridiculous, but... $13.25 million per year, highest paid player in the NHL. He 100% deserves it. It's coming off a 40-goal, 85-point campaign in 74 games this past season. Before that, had 60 goals, 106 points in 73 games. He has scored at least 34 goals in all seven seasons that he's been in the NHL in 481 games, has 299 goals and 542 points. It will not be long before he hits 500 goals, and it won't be long until he hits 1,000 points, to be honest. And you look at his underlyings, Jay, you're right. He is still criminally underpaid. He should probably be getting 14 or 15 million per season. He's going into the season with a plus 22 offensive rating, plus two defensive rating. His defensive metrics about actually about gotten really good over the past couple of years. He's projected to score 53 goals and have 103 points this season, draw a lot of penalties, all that good stuff. He is a top five player in the league. And he has shown that throughout his career. Very well deserved for him with this contract. I know the Leafs probably wanted the term on this. They probably wanted to get him for you know three to four more years, probably the, the max term, which is A. They probably wanted an eight-year extension. But Matthew said, you know what? No, I'm going to take a shorter extension, get a good amount of money. But I'm also going to set myself up to get maybe more money when I'm 29 or 30 because that's when this extension ends. He'll be 29 or 30 in you know, when you look around the NHL and when a lot of players become free agents, it's usually around that range. And they set themselves up to get that final big payday before they kind of ride off into the sunset in their late 30s into early 40s by taking some more short-term deals, some, you know, lesser money type contracts. I think Matthews will set himself up to do that a little later on in his career, but he'll be able to fully cash out even more once this extension's over because he's going to keep producing. I mean, he's going to score... 40, 45 a year, probably maybe even 50 or 55 a year as scoring continues to go up in the NHL. So very happy for him. I like this deal from his perspective. And then for the Leafs, 
you'll just get to keep him once this is up. I mean, I know they'll be upset that maybe they don't get the term, but you know, you'll still get to keep him at, for, you know, after the deal's up when he's 29 or 30 and they're going to try to compete for a Stanley cup during this window. So really well deserved. He's the top five player in the league and just a really nice deal for both, for, for both sides, especially Matthew's side. Yeah, 100%. Um, Austin Matthews' contract has been a really interesting situation because I feel like a lot of people wanted him to sign for the full eight years with his last con- with his last contract, which was 11 point something. I don't have it off the top of my head. Um, which, again, still criminally underpaid, even for, you know, 21-year-old Austin Matthews or 22-year-old Austin Matthews or however old he was when he, when he signed this deal. He is using the cap space and he's using the contract situation and he's using his agent in a way that very few NHL players do. And I honestly, like, I know that Leafs fans get mad about it and they're like, why can't he just sign long-term here? Why can't he give us a hometown discount? Blah, blah, blah. Like, I am always going to want the players to get paid as much money as they possibly can, you know? And he's wow. he's gone out there and he is making truly insane amounts of money. For, for NHL standards. Um, and he's not locked in long-term. I think this is a genius move for him. Like you said, it sets him up. He'll be 29, 30 when this contract finishes. And who knows what the cap is going to be by then. You know, he could he could go out and demand, you know, 18 to 20 million by the time he's 30. You know, which feels insane to say now. But if the cap keeps going up, like, it's, it's going to get real interesting. Um but yeah, I, I think this is a, it's a fine deal for the Leafs. I think any I saw a really good tweet that was like, it's hard to dislike any contract that keeps Austin Matthews in Toronto. Because I know a lot of people were like, he's going to leave. He doesn't want to be here. Like, he's going to go back to Arizona, where he's from, or he's going to go play in America or whatever. He's a Leaf. He's going to be a Leaf for the next five years, uh, including the last year of this current contract. Like, it's, it's hard to dislike a, a contract that keeps your star in in town um and it doesn't super hamstring the team i don't think it's only a 1.6 million raise from his current contract the cap's going up what three million ish next season it's projected should be around that it basically comes out in the wash and you get a guy that has never scored fewer than 34 goals in a season and that was when he was 19 years old so it's it's a win-win. One more one more insane stat. I know we've already talked about kind of uh, he has almost three hundred goals already. He's at two ninety nine uh, at four hundred eighty one games. So I decided to look at how that would compare to Alex Ovechkin, uh, who is currently sitting at eight hundred twenty two goals in hundred in one thousand three hundred forty seven games played. If you take Austin Matthews' goals per game right now and move that up to thirteen forty seven games, which is how many Ovechkin has played, he would actually have scored 15 more goals than Ovechkin would in that number of games. So if he plays as long as Ovechkin, like that goal, that all-time goals record, he could, he could touch that, you know, he could finish above Ovechkin. He could finish above Gretzky. If his, if he manages to to play, I don't think he'll play as long as Ovechkin. That's going to be the that's going to be the problem. Is yeah, Ovechkin is stupid durable. He's missed like ten games due to injury his entire career. Austin Matthews has already missed a bunch of time with wrist surgery, with I believe a knee injury. So he's already kind of playing the the losing game in terms of time, which feels insane to say for a twenty five year old. But if he manages to stick it out, and if he puts in as many games as Ovechkin does, he could. 
he could be the the all-time goal scorer in the NHL ever. He's got to have the Russian machine never breaks mentality for, for that to happen because you're right, Ovechkin never misses games. I do think Ovi is going to break Gretzky's record by the time his career is over. He's on pace to do it. Just has to keep staying healthy and keep scoring even well into his 30s. But, I mean, with how Matthews is in the prime of his career, career right now, he's not in his quote-unquote peak years, but he's still in his prime right now. He's going to score quite a few goals over the next four to five years if he stays healthy. And with that, he can make a run, at least at trying to catch Ovechkin, some of those other guys up there, especially Gretzky. I don't know if he'll ever do it just because of how amazing Ovechkin is. I mean, Ovechkin is the greatest goal scorer I think this league has ever seen, in my opinion. But, you know, if Matthews can stay healthy, hey, maybe he can do it. But I think right now he's probably more focused on getting the Leafs to a Stanley Cup. You know, they won their first series for the first time in 19 years this past year. I think, you know, the expectations, obviously, you know, are a lot higher heading into next year. And just, well, they've been pretty high ever since Matthews was drafted and all those other guys came in, trades, other draft picks, all that good stuff. But now heading into next year and in future years, now that you have that little monkey off your back with winning that playoff series, your expectations go up and it's time to, you know, try to make an Eastern Conference final, trying to make a Stanley Cup final. You have your core locked in place. They're not really going anywhere right now. I think that's his main goal right now, but still, Great contract for him that puts to bed those Matthews to Arizona rumors. That's not happening. They were fun. I'm not going to lie. They were fun. I wanted chaos. Um, A a lot of people, there was like a five-minute stretch where people were like, please tell me he's been hacked. Please tell me someone's hacked Austin Matthews. And it wasn't true. He did break his own signing, which is kind of a baller move. But I was hoping for a little bit more chaos and a little bit more... um, I wanted some more histrionics from the Leafs fan base because I just think it's fun. <laughs> hey, there were some rumors that he was going to come to Pittsburgh and be play for Kyle Dubas. So, so that little copium yeah. there. Is <laughs> that awesome. was the thing. It was, he's going to go to Arizona or he's going to go to Pittsburgh or um, New York was another rumor. I have one really dedicated uh, Locked on Blue Jackets listener that was like, listen, when Austin Matthews hits UFA, we're going to get him. He's going to come to Columbus. We're going to pay him a million, like millions of dollars, and it's going to be great. And we're going to have a top line of Johnny Gaudreau, Austin Matthews, and Patrick Laine, which would which would hit. That would hit different. Yes. But it's not happening yet. Gives Austin Matthews four years to figure out what the Arizona Coyotes are doing, if they're even still going to be in Arizona by the time he's 30. Um, and if not, maybe he'll go back to San Jose, because Austin Matthews was actually born in San Ramon, which is just outside of San Jose. Uh, so maybe he'll go back there, which I think would also be fun. Um and I think J.D. Young of Lockdown Sharks would especially enjoy that. But we'll take a quick break. Uh, and then I want to talk just a little bit more about um, goals and how, like, where Austin Matthews could finish in terms of all-time goals. Uh, so we'll do that in just a second on Lockdown NHL. First, though, I've got to tell you about bird dogs. I'm wearing my bird dogs right now. They are the most comfortable shorts I have ever worn in my entire life. Maybe the most comfortable clothes I've ever worn in my entire life. Uh, I got a couple of pairs at the start of the summer, and I've been wearing them basically every day since. I've been working out in them. I've been, you know, going shopping in them. I have been lying around the house in them. Like, I took a really great nap the other day, and I was wearing my bird dogs, and You know how sometimes it's uncomfortable when you fall asleep in your regular daytime clothes? Not with bird dogs. They fit great. They look great. 
They are, like I said, so comfortable. Uh, they're made of this really great material, which means they look like car keys, but they are super stretchy, um, which is a big win because then you can wear them to even like slightly more formal situations. You want to go out to dinner. You want to go to play golf. You can wear your bird dogs there as well. Here's the good thing. If you go to birddogs.com slash locked on NHL, or you can enter promo code locked on NHL, you're going to get a free white tech hat with your order. That's birddogs.com slash locked on NHL or promo code locked on NHL for a free white tech hat. You don't want to take your bird dogs off. We promise. Okay, we are back with Locked On NHL. I'm Jay Foster. That's Hunter Hodes. We are talking all about Austin Matthews, his brand new contract, and just how insane his stats are. Um, fewer than 500 goals. He's already, uh, sorry, fewer than 500 games. He's already at over 500 points. He's already at almost 300 goals. So my question is, where do you think he's going to land in terms of all-time goals? So Wayne Gretzky is at the top right now with 894, Ovechkin at 822, Gordie Howe had 801, Jeremy Yaga had 766, and Brett Hull had 741 to round out the top five. Do you think Austin Matthews lands in that range? If he continues to if he continues to stay durable and maybe even is as durable as Ovechkin throughout the rest of his career, I definitely think he can finish top five all time. I will say right now. I know Lee Sins probably get mad at me. I don't think he's going to touch Gretzky and Ovechkin, at least not right now. But that can change if he has this, this ridiculous pace throughout the rest of his career. I just think with how great Gretzky was during his time and how Ovechkin has been a force ever since he came into the NHL, I just don't know if he's going to touch those two guys. I think right now I would kind of see him maybe finishing in that three to five range if he gets a little more banged up i could see him in that six to ten range right now if you look at it he ranks 221st all time in goals at 299 he's going to pass james van Riesdyk this season he's probably going to pass uh evander kane dennis hole it's funny Connor mcdavid's at 303 so he's only four behind him he may even pass him this upcoming season he'll pass other ones like danny briere peter nevded blake wheeler todd bertuzzi pavel datsuk he's going to pass quite a few NHL legends this upcoming season. And that's only going to continue throughout the rest of his career. But right now I kind of see him in that three to five range. It, it, again, if something goes a little South six, 10, I think by when this is all said and done though, Jay, I do think Matthews definitely finishes in the top 10 for most goals scored by a player in NHL history. I think he has yeah. that ability. He has shown that ability through the first seven years of his career. He's one of the best goal scorers in the league. And, Heck, you can actually make an argument that he is the best pure goal scorer in the league right now just because Ovechkin is a bit older. I mean, that that's the reality of that. And as Ovechkin continues to get older, the argument for Matthews gets a bit stronger. But I, I have him definitely in the top 10, but best case, I have him in that, in that three to five range. Yeah. Um, one thing about the, I looked at the all-time goal scorers, uh, Mario Lemieux is 11th um, with 690 goals. He didn't hit 1,000 games. He, he hit, what was it, 961, I think, and he scored almost he scored almost 700 goals in his under 1,000 games, which is a bonkers stat. Um, in terms of goals per game, Austin Matthews is currently sixth all-time in goals per game with uh, 0.62, which he shares with Pavel Bure. Um, 
Mario Lemieux is above him, and Mike Bossy is above him uh, in terms of guys that are um, Hall of Famers, legends, etc. There's a couple more guys that only played 300 games or so and had uh, 250-ish games, uh, 250 goals, but Austin Matthews is right up there in terms of goals per game. Uh, So if he can keep that up, he is going to have no problem hitting those those marks. I think 800 goals is not an unreasonable goal for him. Uh, Gordy Howe is in third place right now with 801. That feels extremely attainable. Um, the, the crazy thing is Austin Matthews had a down year this year and still scored 40 goals. Yeah. You know, like just truly, truly bonkers stats, a truly bonkers player. Um, he should be, a, he, they should bend over backwards to make him a leaf for the rest of his life. They will. If they let him walk, at, you know, if they'd let him walk this summer or next summer, the memes would have been out of control. If they let him walk at 30, it's going to be the same thing. Like he should retire a leaf. Um, 100%. Yeah. I mean, he, there's no reason that he should not retire as a member of the Toronto Maple Leafs. And I'll, I mean, I'll say that also from an Oilers perspective as well with Connor McDavid. Mm-hmm. There's no reason why he shouldn't retire there, at least when you're talking from someone in the Oilers upper management. For the player, maybe it's a bit different considering if he doesn't have the success that he wants. But I think especially for those two players with how great they are, because I'm just obviously using McDavid as an example, there's no reason they shouldn't retire with their respective teams, especially with Matthews. You're right. They should bend over backwards to have him retire a Maple Leaf. They should give him whatever he wants at the end of this upcoming extension because, let's face it, Jay, we, we've been discussing it throughout the podcast. He's only going to continue producing throughout these next four to five years. By the time that contract is up, how many goals do you think he'll have? I think 500? he's. I think he's going to hit five hundred before yeah. this court, before at, at the low end. I don't. I, 50, I, if I, he I has agree. four fifty goal seasons in the next four years, he'll hit five hundred. Yeah. Yeah, if he if he hits you know fifty goals for the next five, he will basically be at five hundred yeah. goals, or, and, and that's doable. By the time this extension ends, if he has four on average forty goal seasons, he'll be at four ninety nine. That should do that it. feels yeah. very very doable. Oh, yeah, yeah, I, I completely agree. agree. Like, give it, just give him a blank check in the same way that Edmonton should just give Connor McDavid a blank check. You know, I know there's a lot of talk about, well, is he going to go to Toronto when his contract's up? Is he going to go somewhere else because Edmonton doesn't know how to win with him? But, like, you do what you have to to keep a player like that. Um, And I think a lot of people are mad that Matthews didn't sign for longer term or slightly less money. But he's... He's worth every penny of that contract and more. So I don't, I don't like, I can, I can logically, I understand getting mad at it because you want your players to sign long-term and you want to not have to do this whole song and dance again in four years time when he's going to be at UFA and probably going to command even more money. But that's four, five, including this year, that's five more years of Austin Matthews. That's going to give you a year in, year out. That's going to give you a chance to win the Stanley Cup. I know the memes are there. I know the jokes are there about how the Leafs can't get it done, but your chances of winning don't improve if you lose Austin Matthews. 
you know? And I know every year you get the same thing of, well, Matthews, Mana, Nylander, they all need to go. They all can't win. The team has a better chance of winning without those players. No, incorrect. Your team doesn't get better if you lose a player like Austin Matthews, um, which is not a rant I was intended to go on, but it is a rant that I think some Le- some specific Leafs fans need to hear. Right. And they're going to have to do, and I wouldn't say, I guess, the same song and dance, but they're going to have to figure out William Nylander now mm-hmm. coming up. He has a year left on his contract. He said he wants to stay in Toronto. They're going to have to figure that one out because, you know, you got Marner there for a long time. Got Matthews there. Mm-hmm. Got Tavares. I believe Marner's contract is up the set the season after as well. You might be. I believe you. Yeah, I think you're right about that. I Lots believe you- this year it was, or like the end of this season, it's Matthews and Nylander. Next season, so the end of the 24-25 season, I believe both Marner and Tavares deals are up. You're correct. They have two more years left on their deals. So they'll so have to do that. They're going to have to figure out a way to pay Nylander this year and Mitch Marner next year. Probably uh, John Tavares will not command the same amount of money because yeah. he's getting pretty old by now. Um, but you're going to have to figure it out. Do you get rid of Nylander and just hope that you can save that money to pay Marner? Do you... I don't know. I don't know what the, the answer is here, but they're going to have to figure it out. They've got the first piece done. They figured out Matthews. Now they have to figure out the rest of it. Um, Let's take another quick break. And then I want to talk about another locked on poll, which came out, I think last week or the week before Um, young players in the NHL. So we'll do that in just a second here on locked on NHL. We are back with Locked On NHL, Jay Foster, Hunter Hodes. Uh, we talked a lot about Austin Matthews, and now we're going to talk about some players that are maybe going to be just as good as Austin Matthews. Uh, we're looking at, maybe is that a hot take? Maybe. Um, we are looking at the top NHL players aged 22 and under. So there's a lot of very good names in here. And I was looking at this list. I'm mostly okay with it. So we'll go through the top five. Uh, Jack Hughes at number one feels like a no-brainer. Tim Stutzler is number two. Connor Bedard is number three. Uh, That's the one that I think Hunter is going to have a little bit of an issue with in a minute. Matthew Beneers at four and Trevor Zegris at five. Honorable mentions to uh, Matthew Baldy, Mark Sider, and Dylan Cousins, who come in six, seven, and eight. Um, Jake Sanderson at nine and Lucas Raymond at 10. There are some names missing off this list, but first I want to, I want to talk about Connor Bedard because yes, he is one of the greatest uh, youth hockey players and major junior players. Like he's being compared to McDavid, to Crosby, to Gretzky. He's going to be very, very good. Can you rank him third, the third best young NHL player before his first NHL game? I'm going to say no. And I know people may come at me for that, but again, Let's just see how he looks in the NHL first. Again, I have no doubt he is going to be one of the best players in the league. Let's be real here. He was amazing on his junior team. He's going to be great in the NHL. But until that happens, let's just pump the brakes a little bit on him being, you know, the third best player, 22 or younger in the league. You know, some of these guys that are on the list, for example, you know, guys who, you know, are you know, below him, you know, Matty Beneers just had a great year. Trevor Zegers, I think, is one of the more underrated players in the league 
in my, in my opinion, Mo Sider is also, you know, near that list as we talked about. I think he's one of the most underrated defensemen in the league. Matthew Boldy of the Wild was great this past year. Owen Power, another name who I don't think is getting enough love in NHL circles right now. He was awesome for the Sabres this past season. I expect that to continue, you know, for many years to come. Another name on this list, Jay, that I think should be a lot higher, Cole Caulfield. You know, he just got a massive extension from the Canadians, eight years, $7.85 million per year, if I believe that's correct. He, that he's going to grow into that contract. He's going to continue scoring if he stays healthy. I really like that one. But with when it comes to Bedard, let's just see how he looks first. You know, if, if he goes out there and kicks all this butt, and I'm sure he probably will, let's be real here, then let, let, you can put him on this list this time next year. But right now, I just think it's maybe a little, a little too early. 100%. And this is the thing. This is not us saying Connor Bedard is going to be a bust. No, because we won't. don't think he is. I genuinely think he's. I think he's going to have an adjustment period to the NHL. I think he's probably not going to come out of the gate and you know score a hat trick in his first game or you know drag the Blackhawks to the playoffs through sheer force of will. Like I don't think he's going to be, you know, in the conversation for the heart. But I think he's definitely going to be in the conversation for the Calder. Um, I think he's probably going to you know hit that sixty, maybe seventy point. Mark, if he plays the full 82 games, I remember a lot of people talking about Alexi Lafreniere when he was drafted and he was getting caught. He was getting talked about like he was going to be a generational player. The New York Rangers bungled that draft so badly and not because they drafted the wrong player. I think they mismanaged his development in a way that is, you know, criminal almost. You can't look at a player who, yes, he scored, he outscored every single other player in the CHL by like a bunch of points this season. He was disgusting at the World Juniors this season. He is going to be a very good player. We're not saying that he's not. Like you said, feels premature. What if things go wrong? What if he doesn't gel with? his teammates in Chicago. What if he struggles to find his footing in the NHL? It happens, you know? I don't typically buy that size makes you a better NHL player, but I think him being, what is he, five foot nine, and I don't have his measurements in front of me. I will say, just while you're looking that up, he should be the favorite to win the Calder. I think he will win the Calder this year, especially if he goes out there and kicks butt after maybe a, if he struggles the first, first couple of games. But hey, maybe he does. Maybe he does go out there and have a first game debut like Austin Matthews did. <laughs> right. He's going to go out and score four goals. Like, yeah. it's possible. I mean, yeah, it's certainly possible. Likely, I mean, probably not just because of how amazing that debut is for, was for Matthews, but still, it, it could happen. But I think he wins the Calder. I think he's going to establish himself as one of the best players in the league. But, you know, until then, let's just wait a little Temper bit. Temper your expectations. Yeah. That's what I've been trying to do all offseason. Obviously, the Blue Jackets are going to have Adam Fantilli in the lineup come October. And it's so easy to to get carried away and talk about him like he's going to be the next Jack Eichel or the next Paul Correa or the next whoever you want him to be. This is an 18-year-old kid. Temper your expectations. He's going to be good. He's going to be fine. Right. But I don't know that you can sit here and call him the best player, the third best young player in the NHL when he hasn't yet played a game. Um, to my point just previously, he's five foot ten and 185 pounds. So not small, 
by any stretch of the imagination, but has definitely got some filling out to do, which I think will probably help his game in the long run. Right. Um, I think he's probably going to have an adjustment period, but I think once he figures it out, I think he's going to be just fine. But yeah, like you said, it's premature to put him in the top five NHL players when he hasn't played a game in the NHL, especially when, like you said, Matty Benares is had a phenomenal rookie season. Uh, what did he score forty goals this season as well? I feel like I don't think he scored forty. About McCann scored forty, and I'm still going to be mad about that because Ron Hextall <laughs> screwed that up so badly. So. I'm going to continue being mad about that. Beneers this season had 24 goals, 57 points, 80 games. It was McCann that scored 40. Okay. So, but still, almost 60 points as a rookie. Very, very good rookie campaign. I would put him above Bedard. I think Conor Bedard is going to end up being a better player, but I don't know. It's just, it's tough for me to look at this list and go, all of these players should be ranked under someone who hasn't played in the NHL yet. Like you mentioned Owen Power, you mentioned Cole Caulfield. Um, I'm going to take a second to be mad about how Kent Johnson is 18th on this list, uh, despite having a sneaky good rookie season. Um, and I think we're going to see really fun things from Kent Johnson this season. But yeah, I, I agreed with most of this list. Uh, like I, 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 like uh, you said, I think Trevor Zegers is a really underrated player. People say that he's just flashy. I disagree. Um, I think he's going to be really fun and and sick this year, depending on who he plays with. Um, I think Jamie Drysdale is another really underrated name that's on this list. He obviously was injured for a lot of this season, so I wonder if that's kind of playing into the ranking. I know Cole Caulfield missed a bunch of time this season as well, but yeah, the sticking point for me with this list is is Connor Bedard. I think it's it's there's no way around it. Like Hughes and Stutzler are the two best young players in this league. There are a lot of players that I would put above Conor Bedard at this moment in time. Yeah, I'm sure when we'll do an episode next year around this time, when this list comes out again, we will see Conor Bedard potentially even number one on this list. Well, over Jack Hughes, eh, I can see him at number two. A really, really good rookie season for me to rank him above Jack Hughes, but I could see people ranking him above Stutzler. And that's no shade on Stutzler. Yeah. But if Conor Bedard comes out and has like an an 80-point rookie season... It's going to be hard to argue with it. I agree. Yeah, I, I can see him at number two next year. Jack Hughes, with how great he was, his passion for the Devils, I think he's going to keep that number one spot. I think he's going to hit over 100 points this year. He's mm-hmm. Although, in fantasy, he will graduate from this list next year because he will be 23. So right. maybe maybe it opens up for Conor Bedard to be the best young under-22 player in, yeah. in the league. Who knows? Uh, that's going to be it for us today. Tomorrow, Gil and Rachel are going to be back uh, with another Friday edition of Locked on NHL. Uh Thank you for listening. Thank you for making us your first listen of the day. Every day, Locked On NHL is free and available on all podcast platforms. We're over on YouTube. We're on Sirius XM. I've been Jay Foster, uh, underscore Jacob Foster, J-A-K-O-B-F-O-R-S-T-E-R. Host Locked On Blue Jackets. That's Hunter Hodes. Uh, you can find him at Hunter Hodes, H-O-D-I-E-S on Twitter. Host Locked On Penguins. Uh, so make those your second listens of the day and then head over to Locked On NHL Prospects. They've done a really, really good job ranking the NHL's prospect pools. Uh, they just, they're going to finish them tomorrow with the top two ranked teams in the league. So make sure you go check that out. Thank you once again for listening. And until tomorrow, make sure you stay locked on.